This is The Green on Delaware Public Media, and I'm Tom Byrne. Earlier this year, Delaware saw its first significant snowfalls in some time, enough to affect kids getting to school. In the past, that would mean a snow day, an unscheduled day off for students. But this time, that wasn't the case for all students in the first eight. Some still went to school online. This week, Delaware Public Media's Quinn Kirkpatrick explores how districts statewide are navigating the choice between giving kids a day off or implementing virtual learning when wintry weather hits. Falling snow has long been a welcome sight for students. Children may go to bed wearing their pajamas inside out with a spoon under their pillow, hoping a supernatural force will deliver a blanket of snow and they'll wake up to a call like this. Due to the winter weather advisory and the timing of the winter storm with a predicted accumulation of snow throughout the day, out of an abundance of caution, we've made the decision to close school for the Seaford School District today, Friday, January 19th, 2024. Please be safe and stay warm. But that same day in January, some students got this message instead. Based on the timing of the storm and the forecasted snow totals, we are changing our mode of instruction tomorrow, Friday, January 19th, from in-person to remote asynchronous learning. While the weather may have forced a pause in our regular schedule, it won't stop the learning. After the pandemic forced schools to move to virtual learning using applications like Zoom in tandem with online learning platforms like Schoology, the door opened to do the same during wintry weather. And that begs the question, could snow days become a thing of the past? In Delaware, students in kindergarten through 11th grade must have a minimum of 1,060 hours of instructional time each year. 12th graders need 1,032. After two weather-related school closings this year, Brandywine School District Deputy Superintendent Lisa Lawson says they chose to make the switch to remote learning. Work would be posted on our learning platform by a certain time of the morning, and then students would have not only the day, But in some cases, we allowed students to have the weekend because we're very sensitive to the fact that some older students are watching um, or responsible for caring for their siblings that are younger. And it's difficult to find quiet time to do homework if you're in that role. Superintendent Sharon DiGiorlamo says based on an agreement with their teachers union, the first two days are traditional snow days. And then anything after that, We could consider asynchronous learning, but we do have those additional days built into our calendar. So it would really only be necessary if we got multiple major weather events. You know, a blizzard closed down for five days in December, and then, oh my goodness, it happens again in January. At that time, we might consider asynchronous, but it simply doesn't happen that often. And so we haven't had to do that. When a district chooses to go remote rather than take a snow day, there are various ways to approach it, even within districts themselves. Lawson says the Brandywine School District doesn't require its youngest students to go on a learning platform to do work. They got already, prior to the inclement weather days, activity packets, which are things that they can do with their families. Um, a, A nice example in our first grade packet was for students to go out and gather some snow, put it in a glass. It was much like a science experiment wait until it melts, and then um, make some observations and and those kinds of things. That's the kind of remote learning Christina School District kindergarten teacher Jessica Walsh wishes her students could take part in. 
Her district fully embraced remote learning on their last snow day, with all grades joining class on Zoom. It was a modified schedule, but it was a good chunk of time um, where we were on Zoom with the students. Now, along with that, I know in the upper grades, it's a little easier for them to access things posted on Schoology. In the lower grades, you know, this was a lot of prep work um, ahead of time in making sure that they all had their devices, their chargers, their headphones. There's a lot of hands-on to do in early elementary. So we had to gather together packets of, you know, the work papers we'd be doing, but also things like pencils and scissors and crayons and counters and manipulatives and things that, you know, we, we can't assume that students have um, access to them at home. Most of Walsh's students were able to access her Zoom class despite the little time they had to prepare. The students who were not, we did not penalize them if they were having, you know, a connectivity issue. And because we did send those paper supplies home, we were able to, you know, allow them to do something different so that they were not marked absent. But it definitely does put a strain on families. Most of my families were able to make it work, but you know, I was receiving messages from families who were so stressed about it. Part of that stress comes from families facing different situations when the usual school routine has changed. Some need to go to work and find alternative care for their kids. Others may be able to stay home but are working remotely. In either case, making sure children are paying attention in class and doing their schoolwork while potentially troubleshooting internet issues or helping with other problems can be challenging. Still, there is an argument that it's worth dealing with those challenges to keep kids learning. As schools continue working to recover from COVID learning loss, administrators like Lawson look to use all tools at their disposal to make every minute count. It is a mode of instruction. Is it the best mode of instruction, asynchronous learning, or even a Zoom calls, Zoom learning? I don't think it's the best way to learn, but I think it, it is an option in certain circumstances. But Walsh isn't sure replacing snow days with remote learning makes much of a difference. I do feel like there is a big push to, you know, quote unquote, make up for lost time um, from COVID. But I don't know that just plugging forward and taking out all of the time to just relax and just be, I don't think that that's the answer. Students offer similar sentiments. At Polytech High School, junior Paige Rosario says the virtual learning options can't compare to in-person learning. If you're learning in school, like, you could do more hands-on and visual stuff, and it's like, there's less internet issues. But like, when it comes to Zoom, it kind of feels like you're not retaining anything because it's just so like boring and you're not with your classmates. Like you don't even get to socialize. That's what doesn't make it fun. Polytech junior Renee Marklin wants a break. The whole point of snow days is that we don't come to school. You know, the roads are icy. It's unsafe for us to go to school. So I get the reason why we would go online, but I, I think it kind of just defeats the purpose of having a snow day. Either way, we're entitled to a break. <laughs> so it kind of just defeats the purpose. And Walsh says snow days can be beneficial. They allow for rest and can offer opportunities to learn outside of the classroom. Teaching kindergarten, one of my main focuses is learning through play and the importance of play. And to me, that's not just in the classroom. Kids need time to explore their world through play. And one of those ways definitely can be snow days. Snow days also have sentimental value. Seaford's DG Orlamo looks at them fondly. I think it's a fun break for kids. I think that kind of surprise day off is something I used to look forward to as a student. It's a sentiment Lawson says is worth preserving as a rite of passage for kids. We believe that we've got to honor that and cherish that and allow students to just 
call snow day and grab their coat and and gloves and get out there and and have a good time. So we will keep that always here in Brandywine, at least as far as I'm concerned. I I don't see us changing that. So while the weather this year gave districts the opportunity to try their hand at remote instruction once again, it doesn't look like Delaware will completely do away with snow days anytime soon. Quinn Kirkpatrick, Delaware Public Media. Thanks, Quinn. Up next, Arts Playlist, and a look at a new Andrew Wyeth exhibition at the Brandywine River Museum of Art. You're listening to The Green on Delaware Public Media.